0: And gentlemen, boys and girls and Welcome to the Tommy Talk. My name is Juan. This is my co partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for Judo players by two judo players. So Anthony, how you doing? I haven't seen you since what was it, Saturday? No, Sunday.
1: Sunday? Yeah, we had that barbecue, right? That yeah, was a and pretty that was pretty good turnout. Um and it was a hot day, but <laughs> you, you weren't there to set up like setting up that, that tent, that canopy for outside. Oh, oh my god. The, the, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I missed out on that. Oh my bad. <laughs> we lost the we lost the instructions. So <laughs> like finding the like touching the the metal bars and trying to put them together and like oh it doesn't fit but it's hot so we're like Ooh, <laughs> put it and we put you it have, back down it was like try this have one didn't our, work <laughs> you have gloves in your car or nothing no mechanic gloves <laughs> no i should now that you mentioned i should probably keep some around so <laughs> i always do but uh well, we deep cleaned the dojo we cleaned the bathrooms clean the locker rooms um uh, mm cleaned the mats and everything and the gym area we have. Like in your picture in the background, that that whole back area like we wipe. lovely. Yep. (laughs) Behind me. (laughs) Yeah, so we cleaned that whole area up. Um yeah, it was it was nice and fun. It would be nice if uh we do that again sometime. So
0: well, that's kind of something that um, I thought it turned out really well. We had to start off really small, but then it got bigger at the end. The one thing that I thought that we could have done that we were going to do, but because it was so hard to put up was I thought we were going to put up two tents. Mm-hmm. And because it was so hard to put up one tent, you're like, screw it. One tent's good enough. Put everyone on another one tent. I think that was a little bit, got a little crowded and cramped after a while.
1: It ended up working because people, some people came early and then they left like early and some people came later. So we kind of had people like rotating out Yeah. and some of the kids went to play inside the dojo. So (laughs) all the kids went to play inside the dojo.
0: But what I was thinking is that, um, and I was talking to our head sensei fleet about this, that if the pandemic's still the way it is, and we can't go inside or rent a place to do the holiday party this year, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll do a holiday barbecue again. You know, it'll be in the winter. So it won't be as hot maybe one tent would be fine. Then also just do it outside. People wearing masks, you take a mask, how you eat people wear masks all the time. Like I was wearing my mask mm-hmm. trying to be safe as possible. And you know, we just trying to do something to like get the dojo together, you know, get the kids class, the adults advanced class, the beginners class. So everybody knows each other and mingles. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a unit. It's a family. It's a judo fan. Again, A Vin Diesel again, it's about family. It's
1: family. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was, it was definitely fun. And, um, things felt relatively normal it's Mm -hmm. a breath of fresh air so it should be we're outside but there's a homeless camp manure us so it's not super fresh yeah well that yeah at this point i'm kind of used to them already so so
0: So, today we want to talk about how old is too old to join judo now i know in judo we always talk about things like you know you're never too old judos for everybody too young too old like and we talk about how young someone could be how i like at our dojo, uh, our old age used to be yeah you minimum know, five years old. Mm-hmm. Now it's more well you we want you to be six years old. But I know some of the really good judo competitors internationally started judo when they're like three years three, old. Three, you know? yeah, yeah, three. So just so making really ideas for if or, if or when I ever have kids <laughs> when they turn one. Okay, that's how you do this. So just toss them around. Ah. <laughs> but now you go to the other end of the spectrum. How old is too old? And the reason I thought about this because we had a member of our dojo. Uh, a new beginner joined. He was a brown belt, I believe, and he's a, not the a youngest gentleman. I think he's in his forties. Mm-hmm. Would you say?
1: Yeah, he's, he's a, in his forties. Yeah,
0: yeah. I would say he's in his forties and stuff. And he loves. He's really enjoyed judo. He wants to get his dad into judo. I was like, okay. Well, how old's your pops? So I was like, thinking twenty years so or 50s maybe dad's sixty. Oh, my dad's seventy years old. Seventy. 70 to start judo. Now this isn't like I did judo when I was younger, I'm a black belt or, a high, or I was a brown belt or something, I on top. But this is like I'm going to start judo from scratch, all right? I think
1: from, he was I think he was 78 or close to 80, I think.
0: 70, 80. 80. Oh my, I thought he was like I was trying to I be thought nice he was like 80, yeah. 72,
1: 75, maybe
0: 80, close to 80. So that is more question. Starting judo from scratch at late 70s, almost mm-hmm. 80 years old. And like I said before, this isn't like someone that's been a brown belt or it's a black belt getting back into it. This is starting from scratch. Yep. Do you think that's too old to start?
1: No. I mean, assuming you talk to your doctor first, right? And you don't have like, like, for example, some people <laughs> I know in their 80s, they've had they're in a wheelchair, you know, or like they've had multiple (laughs) back surgeries, five hip
0: replacements already, you
1: know? Yeah. That's, if that's the case, you have a history of injuries like that, then obviously probably not a good idea. Or if you do get on the judo net, maybe you would just do some of the drills. You're not going to be able to do everything no matter what, even if you're really healthy at that age, I don't think you can do everything that all young people are doing. And I think that's going to be the theme of what we're going to talk about. It's basically as you get older, you have to set your expectations differently and you can't expect to do what the Olympians are doing on one end of the <laughs> spectrum. Right. But you also can't expect yourself to be doing the same thing that all the younger people, even like the 50 year olds, you can't do the same thing like the 50 year olds are doing.
0: Well, I know at our dojo, we have some, uh... Crazy 60 year olds. We have at least two yeah. 60 year old two black belt six year olds. One's still an international competitor, one's a mm-hmm. part-timer, but he still likes to go hard on the mat. And they're at 60 and they're black belts. And they still do rondoring.
1: Oh, black belt? I thought it's a white belt.
0: <laughs> no, his black belt's just so beaten up and tattered and torn. It's white. It's actually kind of cool, you know. Went from yeah.
1: black to being looking white, actually. They and- offered to buy him a new one and he was like, No, I like I like my white belt.
0: I think we gave him a new one one time We're like here here's a new black buffer he's like oh thank you thank you thank you never worn it didn't even wear it the day we gave it to him <laughs> I'm not gonna say yep. who it is but if you know the dojo you know yeah. who it is yeah but- sometimes
1: sometimes he asks me to uh help him put his belt because his shoulders are so so messed up that he, from all the years of training hard he's hmm. one of those six-year-olds that trains hard like Yeah. Hard. (laughs) he's like, he's a stone. Like, it's
0: like a stone statue. Like, if he doesn't want to get moved, you're not going to move him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So his shoulders, he can't, he can't reach around his own belt anymore. So usually he has, he has to like, kind of toss it around like a lasso (laughs) to the other side from the back. (laughs) And sometimes he'd ask me to help him, like hand it, hand the belt to him. Um, from one side to the other, and I touched his belt. Like it doesn't feel like a belt anymore. So, does t- <laughs> 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 it was feel like a piece of rope? <laughs> yeah, it feels like I feels like hemp, a hemp rope, a little bit. Like I, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of w- weird. But
0: <laughs> so we have that in our dojo. One black belt that's really old, beat up, but he still does this. Still does randori, does jikomes, and we have another black belt that's in his sixties as well, I believe. And he's an international competitor still. But the way he trains that he trains super smart. And I love the way he trains because yep. I can't do it. He trains to up, he gets tired, to when he gets tired. Once he gets tired, he feels his techniques and he gets sloppy. He's going to get hurt. And he's just, not going to do good judo. So he'll do warm-up, Uchikomis, uh, Tachiwaza stuff, some Neiwaza stuff. But as soon as he gets tired from any of that, he's done for the day. Even if he doesn't make it all the way to Rondori, he'll be like, okay, well, I didn't get the Rondori today. I'm too
1: tired. Yep. I'm going to go. And that's super smart training. I wish I was that smart. Yeah. Uh, when when I was going back to your question a little bit, when I was in Japan, I think I talked about it in previous episode, one of the previous episodes is that uh, one of the small dojos they went to outside of uh, Yokohama in a small town up on the hill, they, this guy was like in his 40s and he hasn't done judo in like 20 something years, he said. So he was coming back to judo. And it was his like, first week back. And he brought his mom with him. And his mom was like 65. Mm-hmm. And she just started judo. And she was having a blast like just practicing ukemi. And mm-hmm. he was basically saying, yeah, I want my mom to learn how to fall. She's getting older. So, I mean, judo is not all about throws. I mean, oh, some no. people disagree. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, a- it's only when it comes to time to make those cheesy philosophical quotes, people will be like, judo is about learning how to fall and get back up you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> why do we fall to learn how to get back up
1: you know? yeah so. but that, that there, it is true like judo is not about throws only like there's the philosophical and aspect of judo and the falling part too so i think you can maybe you won't get the black belt but still learning the falls are really valuable mm-hmm
0: well, that's very true. Like, there's been many, many times where, like, there's a funny story about when I got hit by a car jogging one day. When I got hit by a mm-hmm. car, I didn't just like do karate and like get on my horse. That I, mm-hmm. hit the car. No, I got hit by the car. I flew a foot. I did a forward to Me got back up and I was like, oh, my hip. <laughs> <laughs> and there were people around me like, oh, are you okay? It's like, I don't know. Oh, we saw you roll. That was crazy. I know.
1: I'm a judo player. Yeah, so, and you, if you think <laughs> about it, what other not even martial art. Think about what other place out there would teach seniors how to fall and prevent getting hurt or dying. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few workshops, but it's kind of like a self-defense workshop. You do like once or twice, it's like useless. You have to keep practicing it. Right. mm -hmm. So, well then,
0: so how old is too old to start judo? Would you tell somebody, Oh, this is okay. Let's go back to this. Then this kind of goes back to our coaching clinic. We went to that, where if you get a senior member mm -hmm. now, how old does someone be that you would say, I would like you to go get a physical and talk to your doctor first for joining judo? Would you tell someone in their 50s? Would you tell someone that in their 60s, 70s? Definitely if they're in their 80s. I would be like minimum, if they're in their 70s or 80s and you want to start doing judo, like, go get a physical, talk to your doctor first. 60s, I'm not too sure if I would be mandatory unless they had like some big issues that they told me about.
1: I think you would start off asking them what is what are they? What else are they currently doing, and what history of injuries they have? So if they're like, "I'm a wrestler," or "I'm a, I had a, I used to wrestle, but I didn't do anything for like thirty years. Then so yeah, go get a checkup, right? But mm-hmm. if they're like, "Oh, I've been doing jujitsu this whole time," or "I've been uh, I've been a triathlete runner," or something like that, then I I just be like, "Do you have any history of injuries, like back injuries or anything?" Mm-hmm. And if they they're not, then just start them off. I mean, it goes back to teaching, right? If you teach them in a properly, um, you don't throw them into getting thrown and doing like a thousand Ushikomis like on the first day or the first week, then I think you'll be fine. You just start them off slow and see how they adapt to it. Then there should be a pretty low risk of injury if you just have them practice basics of ukemi for the first month or two and you go oh. from there. So
0: they get, so we get them in the Judo, okay? Now, we're what age range do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about a like 60-year-old, a 50-year-old, or an 80-year-old? Uh,
1: so let's talk, let's talk about 30s. Like okay, I know 30. that's not that's not that's not even old, right? Like, especially if you're early 30s. I don't mm-hmm. think you're old. I'm early 30s. But I think mid to late 30s is when you start seeing the decline. So that's not it's still not too old to start judo, but that's when you start noticing your body's changing. You're not recovering as fast. You're Mm -hmm. slowing down. Everyone seems to be moving faster and you just can't move the same way you used to. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think in your 30, in your thirties, that's when you have to start learning how to adapt to these changes. Cause I think once the changes have settled in, it's already too late to start learning because you want to learn how to (laughs) train this different way before you actually get old, right. Quote unquote old. Yeah. So, I think that's in your thirties is a good time to start learning how to listen to your body and even in your twenties, but we know how most 20 year olds are. Right. So
0: (laughs) I heal up in a week. What are you talking about? Broke a leg back together. Look at that.
1: (laughs) So yeah, start listening to your body. Notice these changes. Like, um, like for example, for me, and I hurt my neck all the time from people, people cranking my neck in jujitsu and other stuff. Right. So, I found that I would had to tap earlier and earlier cuz I'm losing flexibility. I'm mm. not recovering as fast like the the neck cranks, they usually I usually get over it in like a couple of days. Now it's like taking a week or two. Mm. And I still have I still have like a tight shoulder right now. So next time I'm going to tap earlier. That's like that's something I learned, <laughs> right? Like I have to tap earlier now. I can't mm-hmm. wait till I can't wait till the pain fully sets in for me to tap like I used to. I I just have to know how far my body can t- contort before I get hurt. So um I've also incorporated more stretching now in my 30s. So mm-hmm. I think 30s is when you start adding more time to your warm-up, adding more stretching into your routine versus just strength training. Because that was all I did in my 20s was just strength training. And um just training hard. But now in my 30s I'm incorporating more recovery, flexibility stuff. And then I'm I think I am just going to have to keep ramping that up as I get older. True. True. You're, you're in your 40s. So what, how about 40, you? Like we can talk about damn 40s now.
0: Near 40. I'm damn near 40. I ain't 40 yet. All right.
1: <laughs> I still have a few months. All right. I'm so is what I'm saying, is what I'm saying, uh, uh, kind of matching what your, your experiences,
0: it's more that I, it matches my experiences and stuff. So that as you get older, you have to warm up certain certain ways. Like sometimes mm-hmm. the in class will have one of the younger guys in their twenties, like okay, do a warm up. They just like this five minute warm up. Like all right, guys, start doing stuff. Like bullshit, get the f out of here. Yeah. I gotta warm up my knees still. I gotta warm up my neck still, because yeah. I'm older. I have a lot of miles on me. I have somewhat bad knees. Okay, I have to warm up my mm-hmm. knees. Are also gonna lock up on because of like. Some things that are torn inside of them. My neck, I have some compressions there. So I have to stretch out my neck more, do some um, more neck exercise to warm it up, move it side to side and stuff. So I does not get a pinched nerve. I don't hit someone the wrong way when I come mm-hmm. inside. And then I'm like, oh, give from my arms for a second. But yeah, it's about warming up properly. And it's funny, uh, one of the guys in our dojo, when they were doing our little Black belt or uh, yeah, black belt corner warm up it was like, yeah, when I was younger, I always wondered why all the black belts would go in their own corner and warm up by themselves. <laughs> now I get it. Now I get it. I still need to do some more warm ups.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, one, one of the things that I guess we're kind of skipping ahead, but I'll mention it now is as you get older, you can't do, like you said, it takes longer to warm up. And the reason for that is one, your body just can't move the same way as the younger people. And two, you have to do low, what we call low impact warm ups, Cause you're like you said, your knees, your joints just aren't the same. So you can't just run around, do high knees, do burpees and jumping jacks and all that kind of stuff. That's like rough in your joints as you get older. So you have to do other stuff, which isn't as, uh, doesn't get your blood flowing as fast. So you're the time spent warm, warming up is supposed to be longer, but you have to do more lower impact dynamic stretching exercises to warm up.
0: Mm-hmm. I know like it's funny Like one of my things That I like to warm up my body with Is just doing forward uchemis. To me mm-hmm. Doing forward uchemis, It just rolls out my back It helps me stretch it out And stuff Like that works out for me like, So when I hear some people say Oh well I hurt my back Doing, doing this So I don't want to do forward I'm, I tell people You'd be surprised you If you do a yeah. good yeah. Nice Easy forward uchemis, How much it will help you And stretch out your back Because mm-hmm. it's, in a, it's just a weird thing You just do a forward uchemis, it just rolls out your back oh, For me at least It helps me out and I tell people, like, like, there's certain weird things that I do because of my injuries, I kinda, like how, like, pushing your neck this way, push your neck that way, hang off the, hang off the, uh, see, right here, we have these bars in the back mm-hmm. of the door I'm pointing at. I hang from those little walls, let my back just straighten out. Sometimes I'll hang upside down like a vampire, <laughs> yeah. let my neck just stretch out sometimes. And it's just a little thing that you got to know your body. And this is talking about knowing mm-hmm. your body in my 30s. Like, I messed up my knee in high school. Okay. I messed up one of my knees my senior year of high school messing around and that's why my wrestling career got messed up <laughs> from that yeah. so i've had this since i was in high school so i've had to work around this then i messed up my other knee in judo Did i messed up my neck from just compound injuries of just other mm-hmm. things and i'm always that's funny my. i figured out what my neck i always i told I, th- I always thought i tore like my cuff or rotator or i just tore some my back i always mm-hmm. thought that was just a muscle tear then i found out oh no it's because my neck compression that's what it is that's making me feel that it's like Oh, so now I do next stretches for it. But again, that was all in my thirties and now I'm getting mm-hmm. older. I have to train smarter. And now we get members that are, like we said, let's go to go up a little bit. Many members that are in their forties and want to start judo. And sometimes they can't work it as hard. And with, we had, we had right one now, sign
1: up on Tuesday, by the way, one, uh, of, one of the kids' parents decided to uh, sign up and he looks like he's in his forties.
0: That's cool. Have they done martial arts before or judo before?
1: No, they haven't. I no. think he's just been very intently watching the beginner's class sometimes that his son, son is in it. He's getting interested. So mm-hmm. he just like, it's been what, three or four months since he signed his kid up. And now he's, he yesterday asked before for him to sign up. That's great.
0: So it'd be a father, son or father, yeah. daughter, or father, son, father, son, judo. It's awesome. Yep. You just call me at home together. <laughs> yep. Well, So let's go back to where we're talking about 40s. Now you get to 40s and you see people doing all this stuff. And this is when it starts to get more complicated because mm-hmm. you can do tachiwaza. You can do some pretty good ne waza still because it's not super impactful. But once you get to the hard stuff, when you start to get to randori, that's when it gets hard because my body is in doom what my mind thinks it can. And now I have to yeah. be smart about it. Cause I think like you already get to your late thirties. It's getting to a point where it's like, okay, me personally, I can't do hard run Dory every week. Like I used to when I was a kid, I can do yeah. a hard run Dory once a week, sometimes twice, or even I have to see who's here and be like, okay, who's here today. Who's okay, safe to go, go with. <laughs> exactly. If I, I go with him, I have to fight tournament style. I have to go full blast with him. I go with him. I can work on little things, help them out. Mm-hmm. You got to figure that out as you get older. Cause I can't go like, tournament style, tournament style, tournament style, tournament style, all class long, I'm going to be beat up, hurt, and be taking ibuprofen and Tylenol and Epsom salt bath for the next two days, (laughs) okay? So it gets to that point where, as you get older. It's like, so you're you're in your 40s. You see judo. You want to start judo. It's a great time to start. There's nothing wrong starting in your 40s. It's just, you're going to get that point where you're going to see everybody doing things. You're be like, I want to do that. I want to do that, but you can't. And I, I yep. hate saying It's this. just
1: something you have to accept. Some things yeah. you just can't do.
0: You can't do it. And I ask sometimes when I see these 40 year olds, mid to late 40 year olds in our class, are you okay? Do you need a breather? It's okay to sit down. But you're mentally be like, I don't want to sit down. I don't want to give up. I'm not that old. And mm-hmm. you're not. But father time, how they say? Time and tide waits for no man. All right
1: yep. <laughs> Father, time is undefeated is what uh, Dave Roman says. <laughs> is that what he says? <laughs> yes.
0: I always like the old, I like the old saying, time and tide waits for no man. It's like, oh, it really, really does it. It don't give a shit about you or what you're doing. It's going to keep going.
1: <laughs> yeah. So 40, like you said, really things start hitting hard. You got, got to really adjust. And I think 40 is also usually when... I mean, this is anecdotal and look at my family members and my dad was pretty athletic. He used to be the kind of guy that would wake up early, do like a hundred ups and sit-ups and I would Mm -hmm. sit there and do it with him and stuff. Um, yeah, every morning he would do exercises and everything. And, uh, he, he was a great swimmer, super athletic, but nowadays I see it slowly decline. And I think part of it has to do with one day. He just realized he can't, he needed to sleep more one Mm -hmm. for one. And then he just can't do the like 100 push-ups or 100 sit-ups anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people fall under that trap. It's like, oh, my body can't do it anymore or I'm injured, so I'm just going to like not do it. And they've it's just kind of like a um, a snowball effect. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you just kind of stop doing it instead of doing what you can or breaking it down into more reps or changing your exercise. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing push-ups, he could have like walked more or jogged or rode a bike or something, but instead of changing your your routine, you just kind of stop doing it. And then that's how, that's how you see people usually like gain a lot of weight. I mean, hormones has to, has par- partially to do with it too. Right. But, um, you gain weight and then you just like lose your athletic ability that way. And I think that's a big turning point in your life. And you just gotta, like I said, learn to adjust earlier. So when that, Happens, you're not going to get hit by a wall, this, this like truth and reality and just snowball and turn into this piece of lard, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think one of the frustrations the joke that um I can't remember who told me, I think I heard at a coaching clinic one time is that when good judo players get older, mm-hmm. the reason you don't see a lot of them turn coaching is because I was a world champion, I was a national champion, I was this, I was that. I don't get thrown by some brown mm-hmm. belt. I don't get thrown by some just not roid out, but just some like young testosterone up
1: mm-hmm.
0: teenager or 20 year old brown belt and be like, I was a world champion at one time. Now I'm getting thrown the brown belt. And it's one of those reality checks you have to get through later in life of yep. shit's going to happen. You're not going to be the same players you used to be. And that goes into then, let's go older then. So we talk mm-hmm. about 40s. You know, you can still do everything, but you have to take stuff easier. You can still do Ron Dory. maybe not as hard, hard as you want to, but you can still do it. Now, 50s. Now, fifties, I think it's going to be more, much more selective. Randori, again, mm-hmm. Tachiwaza, Neiwaza, Uchikomi's, um, uh, Geko. You can do all that mm-hmm. stuff still, but it always comes down to Randori. How hard and who can you go
1: with? And your risk, your risk tolerance too. Like, if you want to yeah. go hard, you just got to know like the risk. You're taking a risk, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and if you're starting judo,
0: now you're going to start. Let's say you're starting judo at fifty years old. Now, when I see a 50 year old starting judo, I'm thinking, okay, they can still do pretty much all of the, all, I'm going to call them bumps because of wrestling, all the bumps, yeah. but all the ukemi's. You can do forward ukemi, side ukemi, back ukemi for the most part. And I would ask person, again, have you had any injuries, something wrong with your back? It, because because the way I like teaching ukemi's and you've seen this before my class is that I like doing, you fall yourself and then I like adding a little height to it so you fall over somebody or you jump over something. At 50, are you okay falling off of somebody? Are you okay doing one of my favorite back ukemi practices that your partner's in all fours, in referee's position, down all fours, you sit on like a bench and you just fall backwards. It's very simple ukemi, but for someone that's had back problems, just that little, what would that be, like two feet maybe, mm-hmm. foot, two yeah, feet off the it's ground. It's still
1: an impact, yeah.
0: Could be something hard for somebody, and I you need to know that.
1: Yeah. And also you can only like, think of it as like in a video game, you get like a health bar and every fall, <laughs> every fall you take is like a little bit of health reduced and the bigger the fall, the more health you have. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. So I think as a, as you get older, that health bar gets lower and then basically the amount of falls you can take a night or even a week counted as a week is reduced. So, I mean, when we were, when we were before COVID, when we had a lot of people and we were training hard without masks and everything, um, we were taking like what 100 to 200 falls a night at the advanced class. Yeah. There, there's no way you can do that as you get older. So you probably oh. get like 50 max, 50. <laughs> 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 yeah. Probably 50 throws like on without a crash pad max. Mm. So, you're going to have to be really selective. What kind of falls you take and what you want to, what, what you want to do with someone. And if you're doing Nagikomi training, then maybe pull out that crash mat, you know, so that mm-hmm. you can extend the amount of falls you can take that night. Cause if you're doing Nagikomi training with someone, you just spent all your, uh, all your falls on the static throw. When <laughs> for me, I would prefer to do like a dynamic, like movement based throw without a crash pad. I would spend it on that. So it's kind of like I have this limited amount of resource of falls and how, what do I choose to spend those falls on for that night or that week? So you have to start thinking of it that way.
0: Well, also, uh, I think at around 50, like at 40, you need to be honest with your sensei, your instructor, coach, or mm-hmm. whatever they call them, wherever you're at, be honest when I ask about how you're doing. Okay. At 50, I think you need to super be honest and even come up to me and tell me like, mm-hmm. Hey, sensei, I can't do this. Hey, sensei, I need to take a
1: rest. Yep. And, and if he forces you, you just find a new dojo
0: yeah because like, i may push a teenager or a 20 year old like hey you got another round in you hey you can go again but i'm not gonna be pushing a 50 year old nah man you got five more minutes get out there kill him. like <laughs> no would yeah. be like dude you're, you're tired all right sit so against the wall catch some air sorry get some water because i understand at 50 as an instructor and stuff you take these classes you learn these. at 50 it's not the same as a 20 year old as a teenager as like a five-year-old that just started said say i want some water no not yet <laughs> but as an adult, be like, Sensei, I really want to continue, but I can't do it. It's like, it's okay. It's all right. You're honest with me. You talk to me, yep. sit down, take a rest. I'd rather you be here than quit on me. And I think that's how most Senseis are, most instructors are. Is I'd rather you be here and be honest with me than quit the class.
1: I also think it falls under an instructor to talk to the new student, if they're a new student, talk to them and be like, hey, I like when we do the warm ups. I don't expect you to do like a hundred jumping jacks or do everything that everyone's doing, just like do what you're capable of. And for these certain exercises, do this variation or something that's mm-hmm. less impact. So that's up to the the coach and instructor to also be knowledgeable about that and take the time and be upfront to tell these people, Hey, like, don't, you don't have to do this versus right now, a lot of dojos, they do everything that, basically everyone's doing the same thing. They're like, we're going to do hundred jumping jacks. We're going to do burpees. We're going to do these like insane squats. Like I've seen people do static squat holds and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And, um, yeah, it's like a one size fit all kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, which kind of goes back to what we talked about, how we have a problem with teaching recreational judo for everyone in Mm -hmm. judo. It's way too competitive focused and, and yes, targeted for young people. And this is one of those things. Like you just have to adjust the way you teach and f- to match for everyone and communicate with them. Um, and this is also why I think when I visited a lot of other dojos, I'm not going to name what, um, which ones I see a lot of people on the mat, but when it's a lot of adults, a lot of them sit out just like, especially black belts, like you said, like mm-hmm. they just sit around like and inst- helping and instructing, but they themselves don't train. And Part of it, I think, is because their bodies just can't do the same things and yet they refuse to adjust. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, here's something, this is going a little off topic. Now, I remember when you told me that you were in Japan, was it in the mm-hmm. Kodakon? There was like a corner that just had uh, older Judo players working on yes. Ashwaza and newaza, right?
1: Yes, they just had. uh So the little corners form for many different reasons. Like sometimes someone decides to show a technique or they're discussing a technique and the people just like walk on over and, and like a corner a little corner gathers but there's also like an old corner where just a a bunch of older or injured judokas just warm up for like a long time like a long when I say long time like 30 minutes to 40 minutes of just stretching and they just want to be on the mat they just want to be there they're going to take that feeling that they can still be there and do it it kind of has an open mat kind of vibe I mean it is open mat technically just really formal but um, Mm. they just kind of talk to each other joke around and then like try out techniques but they start off with they always start off with stretches and warm-ups that last a long time and then they go on to doing in waza like um mm-hmm. there was a couple of people there that had had a, a few people there actually had red and white belts mm-hmm. um i mean red and white belts here is kind of rare it's usually like ahead of the dojo or something but at a Kodokan, like it's a lot of people have it let's just say mm-hmm um even judo your entire life then that was a joke me and
0: some of the other black people talk about how this one guy we were watching video he looked Mm -hmm. like he was in his 40s and had a red and white belt i was like how's that possible he's not a world (laughs) champion who who is this guy how does he have a red and white belt how does this happen (laughs) that's
1: funny because one of the one of the instructors that was in charge of the open mat the Rondori thing mm-hmm. That day Was a young guy That looked like He's in his 40s With a red and white belt
0: <laughs> Yeah And I was like Is this real this, yeah. How does this work But in Japan I guess like You start younger You know You get your black boy and you're 16 Yeah You continue going Then yeah You can get your red and white But I'm like thinking It was I can't remember What nationality this guy was I can't remember if it was European Or what it was But I'm like I don't know this dude, he ain't famous. Who is he? Has he ever a white belt? So yeah,
1: they were, they were in the corner doing Nawaza and uh, just like talking like hanging out. They didn't, there weren't any throws involved. And mm. which is funny because if you look at the, if you go on YouTube and you look up Kodokan high Don rank, high Don rank basically means high rank, right? But the high mm. rank implies that they are old. So if you look <laughs> at Kodokan high Don rank competition, you mm-hmm. see like 60, 70, 80 year olds fighting, competing. Mm-hmm. And they all do all these crazy sacrifice techniques like ukugake uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. the hell are they taking those falls? It's <laughs> like, because when you get older, you, you have to rely on those sacrifice throws to throw your body weight into the throw, mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what about the uke? Like <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: okay, here's a, yeah, here's a funny story, all right? So this had to happen maybe because of the pandemic, so let's say it's about three, maybe four years ago. I was at the Winter Nationals and I was with uh, our our head head sensei Gary. Okay, Mm -hmm. sensei Gary is in his 80s now, I believe. So I think sensei Gary may have been in like in his late 70s, early 80s when this first happened. There's these two old guys that I swear to God have to be in their seventies themselves, maybe eighties, these two old guys that I see at every winter nationals and they just fight each other. They only fight each other. That's all they do is two old dudes on the mat. And I always tell to Gary, Hey, you should go fight those two guys. I they're always, you could take them. I think you'd take them. <laughs> and I joke about it, but it was kind of really scary when it happened. Now, like, now I joke about when it happened, it was scary. Yeah i swear to god one minute i was looking at oh it's the two old guys fighting that's awesome they're still out there i look over here watch a match i come back they're both laying on the floor and they, and there's stretchers coming out and there's the paramedics yeah. come, or the the uh what's the paramedics already have the EMTs, whatever they had there i think yep. like, to help them out and stuff and i'm like what what happened what happened did anyone see what happened because one minute they're standing i look away look match come back and they're on both on the floor laying down so that's just crazy. Like two guys in are 70s competing. They have to go to the hospital and mm-hmm. stuff. One of the guys' daughter was freaking out. And I could understand because you're scared that your dad's out there. How do you yeah. have that conversation anyways? Dad, you're 70. I don't think you should compete anymore. I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me what to do.
1: So I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. But if you look at Western, and especially American judo in particular, there's a lot more strength involved in general, right? Mm. The Japanese are a lot prefer, much looser, mm-hmm. and again, if you go look at the high dan rank, doc, uh, um, high dan rank uh, Kodokan competition, you'll see that like none of them are dying, like you said, like because they're kind of <laughs> mostly relaxed and they try to be expl- relatively explosive to, for their age. Um, but I've seen some veterans compete in here, like in the U S and, and it's like, they're so tight and they're like, so like so much, you can see the strength involved. It's just like Mm -hmm. old man strength. And it's just like, that's probably not good for your age, you know? But, um, I'm not there yet. I'm not that old. I can't, (laughs) I can't really judge, but, um, that's something I just noticed watched comparing the two, uh, types of tournaments from Mm -hmm. two different countries. Um, but, do we want to keep going up in age? I yeah. Think, like, so let's yeah. go to.
0: So now let's go to the next one. So now you get to someone that's in their seventies. Now let's say it's somebody that's in their seventies that's done judo before. They're a black belt or they're a brown belt. They come into judo. They know what they're doing. So you don't have to worry about them as much because they know mm-hmm. what they're getting into. And again, with that, very light Rondo at that point. At that, like we have our crazy guys at our dojo that go against everybody that don't want to stop because like we're old dogs. We don't know how to stop. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. But if it's someone's a brand new white belt, never been Jude before, coming to, come to the Judo, they're going to do the same stuff as always. And it's going to always come down because it's going to come down to Rondori now, and it's going to come being thrown. Because mm-hmm. if you're in your 60s now, you're probably not going to take that many throws. And like Anthony said, you should probably only be thrown on a crash mat. Yep. Unless you're like very healthy six year olds. I know there's some really healthy six year olds. I get that. Yeah, But there's some very unhealthy six year olds that think that well, I played football in high school or I did swimming while I was in high school and stuff. I was very fit then, but you're not the same. And it's about that reality of like, I can't do this. I'm going to see everybody doing it. I want to do it myself. But as a coach you have to be like, I know you want to do this, but you have to s- slow your roll. Step down. Stop. Yep. Okay. So it's very hard to tell someone to do that. When they're at their 60s again at that point i would definitely at my opinion if it was a brand new white belt i'd be like go see your doctor make sure you're healthy enough to do judo and if you can't please bring me a doctor's note This mm-hmm. sounds so funny I asked mean, a six-year-old for a doctor's my note God. but i gotta i gotta protect myself i gotta protect the dojo i gotta protect everybody here and i don't want you hurting yourself or having a heart attack on the mat i'd be very traumatic for people to see someone having a heart attack on the mat
1: <laughs> Did I tell you the story about a guy that... Oh, my God. You yeah. also have a heart attack on the mat? No, he 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 showed up to our dojo. He was clearly really old, right? Uh, <clears throat> and I was watching him randori with one of our black belts who was in his like late 20s. And mm-hmm. he was yelling at the guy, throw me, don't go easy on me. And and he's <laughs> like, no, I think I'm okay. And then the guy's like, if I die, then I die. And like, <laughs> he was like... I'll be I'll be glad to die on the mats and we're all just thinking like please don't die on our mats like, <laughs> death
0: wish this guy wanna be death by the guys, judo. <laughs> the guys
1: had like open heart surgery before too. Oh my god. So, um, yeah, people who far from my dojo who are listening knows who I'm talking about. But um yeah, uh I th- I think you also we mentioned like adjusting your judo. Like you have to mm-hmm. adjust your technique, whether it's going to um doing more niwasa. Or if you have, like, let's, let's be honest. You're not going to be doing Ushimata when you're 70. Like,
0: <laughs> hey, you don't know. You can be a tall 70-year-old, all right? Ashiwaza, ashiwaza. what I was, was going to say is that there's an old Judo joke is that the older you get, the more Ashiwaza mm-hmm. you do. And around 70 is when you're pretty much doing all Ashiwaza. And there's yeah. no, nothing wrong with that. Ashiwaza is great. I love Ashiwaza. Yeah. I'm in my almost damn near 40. So, but when you get to a, a 70-year-old, you're not going to be teaching them how to do, you're not going to do 10,000 Iponseonakis with them. Yeah. You're not going to do 10,000 Taitoshis with them. What you're going to do is show them how to do great Ashiwazas, really good Kuochi Gari, Ochi Gari, Just, Just showing all the, yeah. They're showing really good Ashiwaza technique, good footstep techniques where they can use their arms and legs and they have to focus so much on putting someone on their back, you know? Yes. Uh, there's a funny story of, um. it probably goes into our 90s thing, a 90 year old doing judo, but our old head sensei at Hollywood Judo uh, sensei, Frank Emi, Uh, me and my friend Matt were one of his two last students. And he would still, in as a 90 year old, still put on his judo gi, get on the mat. And because me and Matt are somewhat tall, I'm near six feet, Matt is like six two and stuff, or six one, he would always be like, you guys are tall. You have to do. He's a grooma, and he would like grab us and show us he's a grooma. <laughs> Imagine this nine-year-old little Japanese man like just grab you, showing you he's a grooma, and I'm just like, this is nuts. Yeah, just nine-year-old man showing me he's a grooma in his full gear and everything. <laughs>
1: yeah so if you if when if you did judo and not you're not a beginner at 70 80 judo before maybe like when you're younger you did uchimata haragoshi like ogoshi whatever the big throws are Mm -hmm. you're just gonna have to maybe start working on foot sweeps like Mm -hmm. in general and it'll be a lot be a lot more timing based um attacks versus before you might have been relying more on strength Mm -hmm. so um I stopped telling beginners this because I don't think they understand. But I used to tell them that, like the um, chance of a success, well, the success, how successful a technique is, it t- depends on your timing, mm-hmm. strength, and um, technique. Right. So mm-hmm. if you have shit technique, but the timing <laughs> and your and the strength is just there you can still throw someone. It might not be beautiful, but it'll work. Mm-hmm. So the same thing goes, like if you have shit technique and shit timing, if you're really, really, really strong, you can still throw someone. I wouldn't yeah. call it judo, but you can still throw someone. <laughs> and then the best is when you have all three and that's, or even lacking strength, that's when you get those effortless throws that you kind of try and follow all the time because the timing and the technique was good. So almost no strength was needed. And that's, I think, what everyone should be aiming for. Hmm.
0: So let's step it up again. Let's go. Up. So we went to 60s. All right. Now we move it up to seven year old. Now you get a seven year old that's on the mat. Now I've worked out with some seven year olds that are already. I thought black we did. Adults. I thought we were talking about 70. We're talking before, about right? seven year olds, six year olds, 60s, 70s. All right. I'll go. Yeah, with let's that. let's combine
1: that. Let's just combine. Let's that. combine. It. Okay.
0: So let's, let's let's say they're still they're in the 70s now. Yeah. To me, if someone's brand new and has never done you before, and they're 70 and want to get on the mat. They are only being thrown on crash pads, okay? Mm-hmm. Unless you're doing like so. Unless they're working with another brown belt or black belt that is helping them out and can throw them lightly onto Tommy. Mm-hmm. They should only be thrown on a crash pad, you know, some sort of crash mat, crash pad, whatever you guys have, mm-hmm. whatever thin thing you guys use, use that to throw them on. Because you do not want to throw somebody full force in their 70s on the mat. Yep. In my opinion, it's going to be very tough someone in their 70s to start judo, to start judo from the beginning. I know there's something that I saw you do with One of the white belts The other day Is you had him do Forward ukemi On the crash
1: mat yep. And I thought That was really good For someone older The guy's not yep. that old He's like In his what 22 yeah. would you say The reason I told him To do on the crash mat Was because He had trouble relaxing He was stiffening up The whole time uh-huh. So I was like Just do Do it Like jump into the ukemi But I want you to focus On relaxing So mm-hmm. I wanted him to focus On relaxing on the crash mat But we should use The, the crash mat Is such a useful tool That's underutilized, like people just see it as being able to throw someone harder, basically, mm-hmm. like for Nagakomi, which I think is just only one way of using it, but mm-hmm. go ahead.
0: So no, so we're going into, so going into that, if someone's in their seventies just started judo, if you have a crash mat, maybe have them do ukemi's on the crash mat, Do have them do a back ukemi on the crash mat, so not laying directly on the mat. Cause again, you don't have to break something, pop a rib, pop a vertebrae, yep. break something. Even though, like, even at our Joju, we have a subfloor that has spring, not a spring, but we have these really um, foam brick subfloor mm-hmm. bottom, hardwood floors, two inch mats. Our mat is great. It doesn't hurt that much to get fall when you fall on it. But for someone in their seventies, it's going to be a lot different. Okay. Yeah. Someone when on their, in their twenties to kids to, to adults, to someone in their seventies, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot of harder impact on them. So I would suggest use a crash pad a lot with them. And then when it comes to doing tachiwaza stuff, Touch was just fine, but maybe just no throwing unless it's on the crash mat. I know they're gonna be like, well, throw me. I wanna feel what it feels like. Have them work with somebody that knows how to throw. Don't put them with a brand new white belt beginner. You may be like, oh, but they're at the same level. No, they're not at the same level. The per- other person may be younger, stronger, more headstrong and stuff. I don't want the person to get hurt. Yep. So that's when you have to work them with another black belt, maybe. They only work with a black belt. They work with a high level brown belt that understands this. And again, when it comes to Rondori, I don't think they should be doing any run right personally. I, I, I understand just, they're going to want to, but I don't think I th- they
1: should. I think they just, again, have to adjust their expectations, right? Like, for example, mm-hmm. the other day, little Matthew from our classes has a neck injury right now. So I told him not to take any falls. So he just went with, um, went with big Matthew and they did Kumikata. That's, that's one mm-hmm. thing you can do, right? That's still judo. I yeah. think, grip fighting. Yeah. So doing grip fighting is one one way. Uh when I was injured or when I go with I I go with um the older people in our dojo a lot because I'm injured so I and I have pretty good self control so I maybe Like to, to
0: beat up on older people. That's why yes, so if matter comes to dojo, if
1: ever comes through dojo, watch out, all right? Yeah, so I don't I don't go on like doing uchimata or full or muscle them, but I try to get them off balance. Like mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? So I just yeah. like I get them moving. I f- do some Ochi coachy feints or like get them, try to get them to like fall slowly on their butt, you know, mm-hmm. instead of those big throws, like working on my timing, getting them off balance, getting a feeling of movement. Those that's still part of judo. And mm-hmm. I mentioned it before, but um, to me, judo isn't just about the throws. It's because there's so many like Aikido has throws, wrestling has throws. Like, so what's the difference between judo and those art? like,
0: well, you don't see guys wrestling into their seventies and eighties. Yeah. that's a big difference. You might see a guy wrestle sorry, as a coaching mm-hmm. position.
1: Well, I'm, I'm talking 60s. about I'm talking like about the def- what makes judo different from other throwing, grappling, martial arts. Mm-hmm. And to me, is judo has this. way. it's all about exploiting your opponent's structural instability. For to mm-hmm. me, that's what judo. What differentiates judo from the other stuff like that, Kazushi. Like the structural instability is not formally taught that way in any other grappling arts the other ones are just like you need to grab here and then you need to like just throw them like this basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's essentially (laughs) what they're doing and judo just has this way of explaining that and i think practicing those movements like we talked about is part of judo so there's no you don't end up falling or getting thrown but at least you're getting them off balance and you know that if i really wanted to throw them i could poss- possibly throw them
0: <laughs> okay anthony here talking about picking on old people yeah <laughs>
1: get those old people off balanced <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but it's different when you're getting to that older age, 60s, 70s and above. It's not about doing judo as a competitor, as someone that wants to go compete at nationals or nationals. even though you could, there are those categories open up. But I think it's more of doing judo for the fun of judo and learning it for the technique, the like, I'm going to get all fill out the, the, the mental aspect, the spiritual aspect of judo, being on the mat, want to be around people, maybe even the social aspect of just people with the same mind. Like, I love grappling. You love grappling. We can be here hanging out. I'll talk about grappling. Mm-hmm. And you may not be a black belt, but if you want to be there and you talk to your instructor, your coach, your sensei about what you can and cannot do and have realistic expectations of what you want from it then i don't see why not you can't join it's just you're not gonna be doing hard rondori. okay you're not gonna be fighting every day in class and if you have to sit out it's okay it's okay to sit out but as we always say in judo judos for everyone and it really is it's just you have to uh,
1: lower expectations <laughs> almost yeah. <laughs> yeah. as you get
0: older i don't want to say it's such a mean yeah. way
1: but that's just how it is speaking of which um there's that book I actually lent it to Sensei Gary, um, mm-hmm. and I passed it around a few people in the dojo. Um, it's called Falling Hard by mm-hmm. Mark Law, and the UK, in some countries like in UK it's called the Pajama Games. And the guy who wrote that book was a journalist in the 40s and who started judo in his forties and got mm-hmm. his showdown in his fifties. When mm-hmm. he talks about his, it's like a love letter to judo, and I recommend mm-hmm. everyone to read it if they haven't read it but he started late and he got his black belt. So, um, yeah. Was that, it? Oh, okay. no, what that was it? I just recommend people reading that book basically. And it's just to show 40 starting at 40 is not that late basically. And oh. he's still able to get his black belt.
0: I don't think starting judo at 40, 50, even sixties is that late. It's just, you have to have an expectation of what you want from it. If you want to get your black belt, this is gonna take longer. You're gonna have to take a different route to get your black belt. You're not gonna get competition points from going to compete. Maybe you get competition points by going in and a refing. You're gonna become a ref guy. Maybe you're gonna go and become like a table person, to help at the tables, or you're gonna be someone to be a good coach, you know, get it yeah. that way. It just sometimes takes longer with timing grade or competition. I wa- I know everyone wants the competition points. Everyone wants the glory of going to competitions, getting first place, trophies, all stuff. You know, I love trophies. I'm right? into that all the time. I love if a tournament has a trophy, I'm like, Ooh, trophy tournament. I love that. But it's going to be different aspects of how you're going to get into judo and what you're going to do from it, what you're going to get from it. So I don't really see any problem people joining late. The only problem is that you have to be honest with yourself and honest with me as an, as an instructor. Yep. Now the final one: What if somebody is in their eighties? I to be crazy. Someone in their eighties walks in your dojo. Someone in their eighties walks in and says, "I'm interested in doing judo." What do you do? Do you let them in, or do you say like, "Sir, so be"? I would buy would you, life insurance on him. <laughs> <laughs> Here, sir, I need to get this term life insurance first. That's <laughs> the beneficiary on their fleets.
1: <laughs> no, but sir, um, yeah, I, w- I would tell him like I, what we just said. Like, hey, just so you know, what you're going to be doing is very limited, and just like we're, we're not gonna, we're the primary goal is to keep you safe. But it's going to be a lot of falling. Just be, make telling him that our goal is to make you really, really good at falling, and with some mm-hmm. techniques added, and. Again, you're not probably never, ever going to be able to do Uchimata or those big throws you see on TV, but we'll try and teach you some of the foot sweeps and everything like that. And mm. definitely get a physical. <laughs> <laughs> definitely get a yeah. physical.
0: Also, get your head checked, maybe also. Yes. <laughs> no, because I, I say this because I've worked out with a lot of different old, with a lot of different age people, mm-hmm. you know? Like right now at our dojo, Sensei Gary is the oldest guy that we have there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sensei Gary is in his, um, Early 80s, right? Is he? Uh, I don't know exactly Yeah,
1: he yeah, 83, 84. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I met Sensei Gary when he was in his 70s. And this is also, he's a black belter. He did judo his entire life. Mm-hmm. Never took a break from judo. Never stopped. Never got off the mat. And he was still doing uchikomis.
1: And he's uh, doing so, uchikomis like up until like right before COVID too, I think.
0: Yeah. He, yeah. he would put on his gi, uh, do uchikomis. He would do his squats using a rope for assistance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do um dumbbell lifts and stuff and sit-ups yep. and just doing ashiwaza, uchigomis, and he still has that pull. You can feel it, like he'll
1: grab yeah, it, his. He's so strong, his grip and his pull. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: They're like, damn it. So like it's, it's just like your pull now, your 80s is just like this. Like, how is it when you're in your 20s and 30s? Yeah. And back when he was competing back in the day. They didn't have age and weight classes fully. They only What he said, they would just line you up. Everybody just line right. up according to height and be like, okay, uh, you five, you five and you three or so. So when he was a teenager, he was going against adults at that time. It wasn't because he was a tall guy. Yeah. It wasn't like, okay, we're having the teenagers here and the kids there just be like, oh, knock a mic over right there. <laughs> It was just like everybody lined up. All right. Uh, you're about the same. You're about the same. So it's just crazy, but he's another one that just never stopped doing judo. And this goes to show you, he changed up his game's entire life. So he can never, so he didn't have to stop. I don't know if he ever had, even took long breaks away from judo. I think since a garage stick with judo the entire time, as far as I've known his entire life might be corrected. I don't know, but he's definitely interested. like a
1: role model for me. Like I want to yeah. stick with judo. Like he did. And yeah, he has,
0: too. yeah, like we said, change with sensei Emi, my the instructor, when I was there, 90 years old, a nine year old little Japanese man still putting on his gi, still teaching Ashiwaza and again, there again, Ashiwaza, he wouldn't be like, oh, one, do Iponsunagi, he's like, yeah, I have to learn sunagi, but he was demonstrating Ashiwazas up to like pretty much, I want to say to the week he passed away, he still was putting on his gi the week before. Mm -hmm. He'd still come to judo, drive, put his gi on, and get on the mat at ninety. And he's another one that never stepped away from the mat, never took a hiatus or went away from judo.
1: Yeah, I've I've said mentioned before I want to do this for the rest of my life, but I have no, I have no illusion that I'm going to be. I'm not disillusioned to think that I'd be doing randori till I'm eighty or ninety or whatever. Mm -hmm. I know, but I still want to be doing Uchikomis. Like I've seen old people doing Uchikomis in, at the Kotokan, like mm-hmm. in their older age. And that I want want that to be me, like get on, do some Uchikomis, maybe like teach a few beginners, um, a couple of throws in a Crash mat, and call it day, you know, maybe not even randori. you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so that's to me still, still fun and still involved in judo itself. And it's just part of the journey, you know, that's the goal.
0: The goal is to do this for a lifetime. Like they always say, Judo is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, we I, want to do I this for our
1: lives. I don't want to be one of those guys that put on the on, do the warm ups, and then like sit there and do nothing. You know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have seen those sensei's too. We yeah. had a. I I love, I'm not going to say his name, but one of my old sensei's. He would go in there, tape up his fingers, do everything he would do, tape up everything, like look like a mummy, do warm ups, maybe Nishikomi or two bring water out for us and then disappear. That's all you would do, do everything, but I mean, that's on. what
1: you want to do. Fine. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm just saying personally, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is there anything else you want to bring up Anthony about
0: training as an older person?
1: Yeah. I think one topic we didn't talk about that we hear a lot is ego, right? People uh, always hear, leave your ego at the door when you train, like, um, but when people think about that, they always think about like, um, not being a dick, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> mm. or, um, how, how do I say this? <laughs> not being a dick or basically not pushing past your limits too hard. But pe- no, we all know people think about that, but they always go harder than they should. And they yeah. always like, I'm, I'm going to call out some people here, but like, <laughs> oh. Matthew, for example, he got hurt. And then I told him like, don't take any falls or, or take a month off. And he was like, Oh, I feel fine now. And he went and took a fall. And now he's like, Oh, my neck is sore. So it's like <laughs> people, you tell them something and it's still because their ego is there. Is, is there. And like ego is not always a bad thing, right? The <clears throat> ego is what causes us to push us beyond our limits, causes us to go out and learn new things, causes us to, to grow in a sense. Right. But it, you have to control it. Like there's a limit to it. And, getting hurt is part is like an example, but as you get older, hopefully you're, you get more wisdom, more wise and gain more wisdom and learn to control your ego and know that you can't push yourself past this point. But mm-hmm. being such a competitive sport, um, judo and being, um, also how it's taught and the people that you surround yourself with when you train judo, a lot of people tend to get peer pressured or less like their ego gets control and they, go beyond what they should be doing instead of mm-hmm. just saying no today that's that's it so very like that sensei we talked about that only does what he thinks is he's good for the day and then he leaves like very few people are able to do that even older people
0: oh yeah yeah well it's the old judo saying mutual benefit judo is supposed to be mutual benefit you get to practice i get to practice i throw you you throw me we both bow and walk away that's what it's supposed to be but i just get this mindset of um it it it's just the thing that we don't want to lose we have this ego. I don't want to lose to this guy. I don't want to lose to that guy. And I admit I have that sometimes. Like there's certain people who's like, okay, I don't want to lose this guy or I can't let him throw me more than once or something. But as I get older, I understand. It's like, you know, I'm not the same. Like I said before, I can't go into tournament mode. Every match I have mm-hmm. at the dojo, it's dojo. It's practice. It's not all saying it's practice. It's not tournament. It's just practice. And I know there's this, there's the other saying Like, oh, well you got to practice where you want to fight you can't yeah. practice what you want to fight all the time. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. You can't. All right. I guess I want to be an Olympian national champion, a uh, world champion. Yes, I get that, but it steel sharpens
1: steel, but there's yep. a time and place for that. Yep. I get it. Otherwise the so, way that you practice, the way, the way you practice that you're going to fight is by being crippled. You're going to fight. Crippled. Yeah. <laughs> <That's like, laughs> You'd yeah. be messed up, you know? Yeah. So like, even now with me, if we have someone that's,
0: that's this is something that I kind of developed this past, I'd say maybe three years, uh, give or take. Is that when I have a visitor coming in now? That's a brown belt or someone's done you before? I don't go and destroy them. If I'm going to have a match with them, I want to see what they have. And most of the time, I'll let them. I'll throw them. Like, oh, it's a good throw. I'm gonna let them throw me. Oh, it's another good throw. I'm gonna let them throw me. I'm not fighting tournament style every match. I want to see what they have, and I want to let them practice. Same thing if I have another student of ours. like Sam I'm working with Little Matt. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I worked him on what it was Monday. We did something. say yeah, I know you're hurt. Just throw me around. We moved around and when he had a good throw, when he entered nice, he threw me.
1: It's and like how get, you would treat a white belt too. That's, yeah. you know, they can't take but, the fall. So if you make them do a good throw.
0: Yeah. And then you get people like, there's another one in our dojo we call big one. Cause he's a freaking mm-hmm. gorilla. It's just like a, <laughs> it's like an incredible Hulk, just smaller. <laughs> so but Juan, like we have a very friendly relationship. We're both Juans. So we mess around a lot with each other. We we enjoy each other's company. We've talked shit to each other for the most part. He'll talk shit to me like, oh, Juan, you let that guy throw you? Oh, I thought you were third, Don. You're supposed to beat uh-huh. everybody. It's like, it's not yeah. about beating everybody all the time, Juan. It's about letting people improve. And I'm not going to hurt myself just to get an ebon at practice, okay? Yep. Oh, no. You let that brown belt throw you? Oh, ha, 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 brown belt. Ah, oh, puny human. What the hell? <laughs>
1: it's funny because he does look like that.
0: <laughs> oh, puny human. Oh, you call me a god. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's going to get the ego that gets you like that. And when you see people on the mat fighting, then you, as you get older, then you get to someone that's like joining in their fifties or sixties. Like, Oh, I want to do that. I want to throw like that. I want to fight like that. And all you're going to do is end up hurting yourself, sprinting your back, sprinting your knee, pushing a disc out or something (laughs) It's like mutual benefit, mutual benefit. It's practice. It's practice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'd like about Philippe too, because he he's had like double hip replacement, right, and he's gotten mm-hmm. like messed up knees. But he knows what he can demonstrate, what his, the limits of his body is. He knows mm-hmm. what he can and can't do. So, um, yeah, but you're gonna you see a lot of black belts. They get to a certain age, maybe they're not as fit anymore, or maybe they had injuries, and then they either just don't train, like we talked about earlier, to just stop training, mm-hmm. or they. They and just stand around or they try and do stuff that they can't do anymore like Uchimata, you know, like you're <laughs> obsessed oh, with, so your, your it, obsession it with this
0: Uchimata hurt. I would think it's more like a complicated
1: like maybe toshi or something. I think that would be more harder to do when you're older. So uh, I, I'm i not going to name the sensei but, but it's not a negative experience, actually positive. There's a sensei mm. around here that has a really, really good he's known for his uh, Hanegoshi and I visit the dojo and he was running class. I was surprised I, when he, I saw the way he moved, like the uchikomi mm-hmm. and everything. I'm like, this guy's not seventy. what the hell like, <laughs> and um he would he was demonstrating to us how to do uh Hanemake Komi. Mm-hmm. and he didn't he just lifted the guy up and put it back down because that that he never executed the throw because yeah. that was his limit right mm-hmm. He knows that's what he could do and on the other end and as you see some sensei's can't demonstrate it, but they try. And then you, now you have people ended up learning the wrong thing because you couldn't demonstrate battle. it properly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, you just have to know your limit, your ego and your limit and everything. Maybe have a younger guy who'd learned from you earlier when you were still able to do it or someone else that has a good Hanagoshi or whatever and have them teach the throw mm-hmm. or, or demonstrate it. So yeah, that's the, the ego part I think. Um, and, just like many things, just like how when our parents tell us you shouldn't do this because you're going to regret it when you're older and we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, mom, you know, like <laughs> this is going to be one of those things where you don't, maybe some of you will get it, but I'm pretty sure most of you who are listening to it probably didn't even listen this far or just are going to kind of brush it off. So. <laughs>
0: Just be safe out there, people. It's all we're asking for. Just be safe. All right. Know your limit. Be safe. Yeah. No matter how old you are. If you're a teenager up to a guy that's in their 90s and want to judo, you have to know your limit.
1: All right. Yeah. Being, being able to push yourself hard mentally and physically is a hard skill, but being able to say no and know, finding your limit, you have to know your limit to be able to push it, Right. So finding your limit itself is also a hard skill to, to get to and um, should be something that's promoted more other than just blindly grinding your, your, your health away. So. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) All right. So is that it, Anthony? Anything else you want to talk about? That's it. Yep. All right. Thank you everybody for listening. If you stayed away to the end, we really appreciate it. Uh, we did put up some more videos on our YouTube channel we're putting up a series right now about judo gis uh, we have one up right now already about the judo gi itself uh, this week the judo gi video about judo gi versus bj gi what are the big differences what are the pros and cons and why certain things are certain ways on them explain all that if you guys have any questions about it have any suggestions have anything you want us to talk about please hit us up you can hit us up on our on our uh, Instagram at the Tommy Talk. You can hit us up at the Tommy talk at Gmail. And if you want to follow me, you follow me at the Jerry underscore Juan on Instagram. You can follow Anthony, at Anthony throws on Instagram.
1: Anything else? No, I'm glad you did the outro because I'm like so tired. I know I will be able to do it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> so. can do it. All
0: right. Thank you everybody. Catch on the next one.
1: Thanks. Bye.